Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. This message is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. In this episode, you will hear our editor, Bob Neiman, interview Yvette Morton-Williams, a results-oriented business owner with over 10 years in the coin laundry industry. Yvette owns three laundromats in the Atlanta metro area, is a powerful business leader coming from the pharmaceutical industry, and serves the vended laundry community as one of the newest members of the CLA's board of directors. We hope you enjoy this conversation, and we invite you to listen to more Planet Laundry podcasts at www.planetlaundry.com podcast or on your favorite streaming service. Today I'm with Yvette Morton-Williams. Uh, she's a multi-store owner in the metro Atlanta area who's been in the industry for more than a decade. Uh, she's also one of the newest members of the Coin Laundry Association's Board of Directors. Uh, Yvette, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to sit and speak with you today. Absolutely. Well, first of all, congratulations on your nomination to the uh, to the CLA Board uh, just this past January. Um, why were you so interested in serving on the board? I, um, I appreciate the congratulations, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to be here and, and be on the board. I've been part of the Coin Laundry Association since I first joined the industry 11 years ago uh, when I uh, first purchased my store, Washington Coin Laundry. I joined after I got the store, but immediately afterwards. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have joined long before then. But, <laughs> you know, you can't go back and correct things. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. By being on the board, I, I love the opportunity to interact with some high performers in the industry mm-hmm. and those who are just really passionate about the, the laundry industry. And I also think that there's going to be a good chance for me to positively influence the industry and maybe some other people who are considering mm-hmm. jumping in. Absolutely. Well, what are some of your specific goals for your tenure on the board? What, what exactly would you like to help uh, the association accomplish during your years on the board? Well, you know, I love the I love the mission of it, which is to you know just do everything to further the whole coin laundry association and coin laundry industry. Mm-hmm. So um, I really am going to spend my first. I've only been in what two months now, not even two whole months, but spend some time <laughs> just kind of getting a feel for exactly what we're doing and what the organization is doing mm-hmm. um, outside of the broader mission statement. So I'm currently on two committees. Uh, one is being chaired by Ted Restaino, who's uh, um, with Yankee Equipment Systems, and he's been great. This is to kind of look more at the executive rotation mm-hmm. for the Coin Laundry Association Board. Mm-hmm. And then the other committee that I'm on currently is chaired by Brian Holland mm-hmm. from the Laundry Cafe, and that is for diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting that I can have immediate impact in those two areas by serving on those boards, but um, I'm anticipating that much more follow. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Now, you, you have an interesting background in that um, you spent more than a decade before laundry in pharmaceutical sales. Uh, you worked for such companies as uh, Eli Lilly and uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb. Can you give me a little bit uh, about your, your, your past professional history before you became a laundry owner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mother used to tease, tease people and say that her, her daughter was a drug dealer <laughs> that was in the pharmaceutical industry. So that's, that's my background. For 17 years, I did sales 
with Eli Lilly in the Metro New York area, mm-hmm. and I loved that job. I thought I was one of the luckiest people to have the opportunity to just interact with the, all of the healthcare providers in New York City. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I did that, and then I uh, moved on and did marketing as well, and mm-hmm. then I also did some market research consulting in the oh. pharmaceutical industry. Okay. And just just great experience, opportunities to work with some really smart people, do some good things, be involved in the development and marketing and of great medications that positively affected the lives of millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it just taught me so much in terms of just discipline and running businesses and having the ability to manage large amounts of money mm-hmm. and to plan and to organize and to work with people around the world. It was mm-hmm. really, really great experience. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, and I'm also sure that working in Big Pharma prepared you for life as, uh, as an entrepreneur and as a laundromat owner, too. I mean, I'm sure there was some carryover as well, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I, I would say that everything I've done has led me to where I am right now. I think that's probably true for all of us, right? Sure, yeah. But I'd say just starting in, the, in sales and selling as my first real job. Mm-hmm. Outside of college, that was um, that was really valuable experience. I think that mm-hmm. we're always selling, and we always need to be selling, no matter what you're doing. It's right. really good to have that background that teaches you that people always want to know what's in it for me. So mm-hmm. that's what I learned. The whip them from my <laughs> manager at Eli Lilly. Right. What's in it for me? And that's what everybody's looking for. Mm-hmm. They want to know what you have for them. And that's important when you are selling pharmaceuticals or selling. Mm-hmm. software or when you are selling your laundry services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to let people know this is why we're here. This is what we're going to offer you. This is how we're going to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. And only then will they start to really listen to you. Right. right. I learned about planning. Uh, you know, we had to do so many plans and marketing. And that's what we had to do is plan, plan, plan. And, and that's just really helpful to have that discipline and be able to look further out and decide how you want to run your business and structure it and and plan it and then execute it is great. Um, there's developing processes and having very systematic things in place that can ensure your success was great. And then I also think working in Big Pharma kind of helped me think more, um, well, short-term and long-term. You know, it, mm-hmm. it allows me to, that, that background allowed me to, to be successful because I can think about what I really need to do today. That's going to be important, but then also it's important to look down the road and what that will look like and maybe put some things in place today that will make two mm-hmm. years from now a little easier or mm-hmm. five years from now a little easier. Right, right, right. Certainly that mm-hmm. that strategic thinking and that long-range vision and uh, creating systems, creating an organization, all that kind of stuff just certainly carries over to uh, to the laundry industry, I'm sure. Um, now, Absolutely. having said that, laundromats were not your first entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, now, you also owned a uh, an interior design business, uh, I, I believe, as well. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's that's fine. That's you mentioned. I was actually interior decorating, so okay. I didn't go to school for it. It's just always something that I love to do, and okay. it was never more than than a, a really fun hobby for me that. I happened to get a few clients for, but it was always something that I enjoyed. I liked take, going into a space and seeing what I could do to make it look pretty. I always got compliments on my own home mm-hmm. and was asked to help others to 
make their spaces prettier, make them more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that, and I would do that for free. I say that that's one of the things you always want to know, what would you do for free? That's something uh -huh. that I do for free. It's just fun. Right, right, okay. Um, well, I'm sure that decorating experience helped you um, with your own stores, as you're opening stores and um, maybe designing them a little bit. Would that be accurate? Uh, no doubt about it. Um, I would say that for me, the inside of my place and the way that it looks and the way that people feel once they're in there mm -hmm. is really important. And that really comes from my, my decorating background. Mm -hmm. Or maybe my background comes from that. I'm not really sure which came first, but absolutely. You want to make people feel comfortable when they're in your space. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't even know exactly what it is that makes them want to be there, mm -hmm. but it's something about it. They maybe can't put their finger on it, but it's a level of comfort, it's beauty, maybe something a little bit mm -hmm. nicer than they've had at home, but they notice the small things. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to have a space that makes people feel comfortable. So it's well designed, it's laid out, the colors are nice. It's just a really good feel. And what I found is that if I'm feeling good in there, then it's a good chance that my customers will as well. So I really recognize that there's kind of pride in my brand. So mm -hmm. I always say that I am the the um, owner of a small chain of upscale laundromats in the metro Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. And for me, that upscale is a big thing. I like to have something that makes people feel nice. So mm -hmm. I recognize that there's an impact and that beautiful spaces has on the team members mm -hmm. and then on our customers and then also in a broader community. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's good because as you know, many laundromats, many successful laundromats mm -hmm. are located in areas where maybe the, the um, average income is not so high. Right. And unfortunately, many times those are associated with some lower end finishes, some operators, not just for laundromats, but other businesses in general who maybe don't take the pride in their place that they would if they were in a more high-end or upscale area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always have the thought that the community deserves better. Mm -hmm. They deserve better. So mm -hmm. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy giving that to them, and it makes me feel good, and I can tell that it makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. And I also, also feel that people tend to treat things better when they look better. Oh, yes, yeah. Do you see it? Yeah, you think that? I, I think so. Yeah, no doubt. I think so. So, so I think that in general that if you give them something that's nice, people yeah. will tend to take care of it. And, of course, there are exceptions to that, and not everybody will do that. But in general, I think that when people have nicer things, then they tend to, to feel better, and they will act better mm -hmm. and take better care of your things. So. Right. They, they, they feel it's yeah. their place and they tend to take a little more ownership of your, of your business because they appreciate what you're doing for them. It's, it's a respect uh, type of, of uh, arrangement, I think. I, no, I absolutely agree, Bob. And, yeah. you, you, know, you, when, you know, you've done something well when the customers are telling on other customers to you right. or they're stopping them from doing things when they see them do it because they feel like this is my space and this is right. our space and right. right how can we possibly expect someone else to come in and make it nice if we don't care enough to do it so 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 i enjoy that i think it's, it's really a snowball effect and it's, it's been very very um 
we've been very successful at doing it. It really, it really is. Um, do you have any, given your, your decorating background, do you have any decorating hacks or tips or strategies <laughs> that you could share with store owners that could yeah, make their, their businesses a little more upscale? Anything quick and easy that you want to share with us? You know what? I think that things that are popular in design, and, and it took me a little while to kind of get to this place, too. I think yeah. when I first got my store, the Washington initial store, I didn't equate decorating with a laundromat. Right. And it took me a little while. I had to kind of grow into it. But I find that things that you like in your home, things that you may find beautiful in other places, you can absolutely incorporate in a laundromat. You don't have to stick with what you've always seen or what mm -hmm. may be expected. Mm -hmm. uh, you can bring in beautiful color schemes and you can not have to have everything look like the um, the old McDonald's, maybe, <laughs> you know, or, or just something yeah. like bright red or exactly. bright yellow or, or bright anything. You can mm -hmm. do it and make it your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you if you find something that, that you feel comfortable, whether it's in your home or it's someplace else, mm -hmm. don't be afraid to bring that to your laundromat and mm -hmm. really make it your own because I find that how you do how you do one thing is kind of how you do everything. So, yeah. so don't let your personality stop at mm -hmm. the door of your business. They, all, your whole personality should be infused in your business and whether that be um, ev everything about it, from the way your employees dress to the uniforms they mm -hmm. have to the sure. color on the wall to the don't be afraid to put a vase behind the counter or some beautiful picture or quote on the wall. Right. That's great. Great advice. Put put some personality into your into your store. Absolutely. I think that's, that's awesome advice. Thanks. Uh -huh. um, well, when did you finally... Make your way to the laundromat industry. Uh, how did it? How, how did it? it um, what attracted you? I guess when? When did this? How did you get involved in this whole? Uh, this whole thing. Well, I was consulting with uh, Bristol Myers Squibb kind of uh, at the end of my tenure in the pharmaceutical industry, uh -huh. and we had a contract, and the contract ended. And then we knew it was coming to an end, so it wasn't a surprise. And there was an opportunity to go back and work for the company, mm -hmm. which I knew wasn't going to work well for me. It really wasn't the direction that I wanted to go in. And, and as far as my family life, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. And I always thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, like on a, on a bigger level. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd done some things in the past. I'd done the... The decorating, but as I said, that was that was always more of a, a hobby. It was never my full time gig. Mm -hmm. um, I've done some real estate sales, which is kind of an entrepreneurship thing. It's kind of being out on your own, but I really wanted to do something something different. So my husband and I, we did a lot of brainstorming and looked at all different sorts of businesses. Mm -hmm. And the laundromat industry just kept coming back. We kept coming back to that, and it checked off a lot of boxes that were really important to me. And that was a, a business that provided me with a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility. I wasn't expected to be at a desk and mm -hmm. didn't have to be there from, from nine to five or in some cases from eight to six or seven right. and travel on the weekend, sure. go out of town and be on the airplane away from my young family, which mm -hmm. was important to me. Mm -hmm. And then also what I, what I really liked about it was that it, it had an opportunity to do something that had a really positive impact on the community. So, mm -hmm. um, that, so those all mm -hmm. came together to mm -hmm. equal laundromat mm -hmm. owner. 
Right, right, right. Taking your past, bringing it all together, and uh, again, there were a lot of things that attracted you, the the, the flexibility and, and, and such, so... Very good. Well, obviously, this this past year has been beyond challenging for for everyone, um, laundromat owners included. Um, how has business been in in your area over these past twelve months? Well, I, I would say I'm good overall. You know, I really, I think we all appreciate the effort that the CLA did in in ensuring that we were named as essential businesses. Mm-hmm. So during the this pandemic. We were all permitted to stay open, and we did. Minus mm-hmm. a couple of days where we we closed uh, because of city ordinances or, or or closed early, but we were able to stay open. And business has been been good for us. We did have a slight dip at the very beginning, but mm-hmm. we quickly recovered and have been growing since then. So that's been great. And what I've seen in our area, probably not unlike many places, that the impact really varies based on the percentage of the individual laundromat's business that was represented by maybe tourists or mm-hmm. if they had a lot of hotel business or restaurant business and commercial business and sure. those places that had that sort of mix in their revenue stream, they tended to take more of a hit. Mm-hmm. But for us, that wasn't a big part of what we did. So it's been, we haven't seen that, that type of downturn. Okay, great. That's great news. Well, how have you coped with the pandemic uh, professionally and, and personally as well? Yeah, well, well, Bob, this has been a, a, a tough year for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Right. And for me, what, what's really made the big difference is recognizing that self-care is as important or more important than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And anybody that has children or has worked with children will tell you how important a routine is for them. Mm-hmm. So you want to, you know, give them a bath, you want to mm-hmm. eat a dinner, bath, read to them, brush your teeth, bedtime, tuck them in. You try to keep things kind of consistent because it gives a level of, of comfort and security. Sure. And what I think is that a lot of adults get away from that. We don't mm-hmm. remember how comforting routines are. Mm-hmm. And for me, routine is it's really important. So I try to maintain a sense of routine, and that's helped me a lot. So mm-hmm. I, I have some, some things that I do every day and if I don't do them something went wrong that day because I couldn't do it but (laughs) uh, barring some sort of emergency there are certain things that I do every single day Mm -hmm. and I find that that's helped me Mm -hmm. Um, it's really helped me a lot Mm -hmm. so uh, I try to maintain the routines we've got some um, we've had a lot of challenges so I've tried to make sure that my team, because I recognize that without my team members, mm-hmm. my business wouldn't be successful. Sure. So it's really been important to tell them that, to show them that, and to get their input. So I like to pull my team kind of throughout this pandemic to get a sense on what level of comfort they had. Because okay. the law said maybe we had to do one thing, but, you know, once you got inside of our four walls of our businesses, we had some flexibility on how we executed those laws. Did we want to have people mm-hmm. be able to sit inside and separate? Did we want to count the people as they came in? What did we want to do as a business? And I look at my team members as family members. I want them to be to be comfortable. Again, you know, they people say your customers come first and, and my customers are really high up there, but I would say my team members probably come before my customers. Okay. Um, because I have a relationship with them and customers are, are 
extremely important as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to poll them and ask them, like, what do you guys want? Where are you comfortable with at this point? Are we still okay asking people to go out? And we had a lot of tough times with customers not necessarily being so nice mm-hmm. and not appreciating enforcing the rules mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. thinking that certain things didn't apply to them or that it was personal if we were asking them to do some things. And I, I really kind of took the lead of, mm-hmm. uh, of our team to make sure that we were comfortable doing what we needed to do so that we could continue to operate and and provide a good service, a needed service for the community throughout this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what were the major challenges to the laundromat business? Was it was it that that you just mentioned, or what were the major hurdles that you faced and yeah, continue to face? That, yeah, well, during the pandemic specifically, as it relates to that. Yes. Yeah, I would say that that probably has been mm-hmm. what it mm-hmm. that has been it for us. Mm-hmm. It's trying to navigate this world and mm-hmm. and a place where we have prided ourselves on having a comfortable environment and being welcoming and inviting and mm-hmm. having kids areas and places for the children to read and to learn and to play mm-hmm. and shutting that down, shutting it down and asking mm-hmm. those same people who weeks before we were welcoming in and enjoying long extended conversations with them uh, when we could yeah. to now ask them to please wait in your vehicle. Right. Right. Please don't. Please don't come in here with your whole family. Mm-hmm. Please wait outside. Please load and go. Mm-hmm. It was challenging. It mm-hmm. was challenging. It wasn't comfortable. It wasn't something that we liked to do. Right. And some people really had a very difficult time with it. And and I received multiple calls from customers and from my team members as well, some complaints. And mm-hmm. some people were very, very understanding. And then you have a few people who weren't understanding about why we were doing it. And, and vowing that they, they'll go someplace else. And, and we may have lost some people mm-hmm. during that, mm-hmm. some customers, mm-hmm. but I think we, we gained more, and I think we gained the respect of, of those that, that did stay when they see that, that it's not a personal thing. We're trying to be fair, and, and please understand that we are, we're trying to figure this out as well. There was no manual written on how to run a laundromat during a pandemic. You know, so we were all just right. trying to figure it out and trying to be fair and compassionate to everybody. Right, right. As you said, figure it out. And, and, and not to mention the coin want... thing, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The whole coin issue was, was, a, was a really big deal it, also. It was. It was. Did you get hit by that coin shortage pretty uh, pretty severely as far as, as that goes? Well, we did get hit. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did get hit. We, we don't accept quarters that are location so we're hybrid stores we do dollar coins and okay. the credit and debit cards okay i think that helped absolutely but yeah. the places where i or my bank that was able to in the past always order a set number of dollar coins for me they mm-hmm. were no longer able to do that right so i did have a a, a little time where it got a little tough but it, right. it Never got to be a dire situation. But right, right. I know. It certainly was not fun for a little bit of time. Right, right. And certainly some, some coin specific uh, operators were probably a much more dire. But have you seen the, the coin flow start to, uh, is it, has it normalized in your area? It has. Absolutely. Okay. We haven't had any problems okay. getting coins lately. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, during these difficult times, and I, I know you're very uh, community oriented and community based. 
Um, how has your business reached out to the communities and the neighborhoods you serve during this time? Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely community oriented. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned before, that really was a big part in why I wanted to be in this industry. It's just mm -hmm. been great. So we have done a lot during this time. We've had a big turkey giveaway right before Thanksgiving, which is great. We had mm -hmm. um, nearly 100 turkeys we gave away in record. Was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, our customer appreciation, where we we buy gifts and mm -hmm. recognize our customers and just let them know that we really appreciate them and we know they can go anywhere. Thank them for coming. So I give away large flat screen TVs and gift cards and laundry bags and supplies. Mm -hmm. um, we've done donations to healthcare providers, which has been fun and rewarding because mm -hmm. as tough as I think that it may have been for us. I wouldn't even begin to compare what some of the healthcare providers have had to go through right. on a regular basis. That's been really, really tough for all that they've had to fill, mm -hmm. and then they've done it really an amazing job. Um, we did a, we were asked to participate in a video message to healthcare professionals with our local chamber of commerce, mm -hmm. so that was really fun too. So we yeah. did videotape along with some other community leaders and just yeah. just to say thank you and to to tell them. Um, on video as well. And of course, we always donate clothing. We get, like, I'm sure all of my counterparts get clothing that's left behind. So being able to donate that when I know that there are people who have been suffering financially during mm -hmm. the pandemic, that's been great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a mural. So we did a mural, and that mm. some people will look at a mural and say that's really very superficial. But I can tell you the feedback we've gotten from such a beautiful mm. mural mm -hmm. outside in the back of uh, one of our locations has just been phenomenal. People really? just love it. They love it, and I, I think that it's, it's important to recognize how beautiful things make people feel. Mm -hmm. And during this time where so many people have not been feeling good, mm -hmm. to know that just offering something beautiful for them to look at, something unexpected, has been really great. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great oh, idea! Good. I love that. That's a great idea. You've got a lot. You've got a lot going on there uh, during the last uh, during the last we twelve do, months. We, we have been. You know, we adopted a local school also, so that's been great. We've been able to uh -huh. to. Um, Financially contribute to them so that the students can have uh, prizes and they have a school store that they are able to purchase things from when they earn mm -hmm. rewards. So we've been able to do that. And then uh, a scholarship. So we've had a scholarship mm -hmm. um, and we recently kind of revised it. So that's something that we've done for a long time. And we recently brought it to um, one specific community and changed the focus. The scholarship before was for teenage moms. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now we've changed it um, to really reward young men and young women who have been really active in their community and volunteered in the community. So we've changed that. It's called the Carl Van Williams Service Scholarship. Oh, okay. All right. And um, we, yeah, it's great. So it's a four thousand dollars scholarship that we'll be doing this year for the first time. So I'm super excited about that. And mm -hmm. just another way during the pandemic, but yeah, who couldn't use $4,000 to pay for education at Absolutely. any time, but during the pandemic, it feels really good to do that now too. Right, right, <laughs> right. Now you're also, I believe you, you sit on the board of directors of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro Atlanta. Is that true as well? Yeah, absolutely. I actually am 
I'm really excited about working with that group. Mm-hmm. That's a great organization that's been around for a really long time and um, full of um, really wonderful people on the board. And the, the young people are so inspirational. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get so much from, from seeing them and hearing their stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's been a good experience. We're in the process of doing our um, big fundraiser. Or we'll do an Under the Stars and Cards. It's a uh-huh. a movie outdoors that we'll plan for the summertime again. We did it right. last year. We've won the sponsors, uh, our launch mat in the area. We'll do that again this year. Right, right. These all seem like, just talking to you, these are real passion projects for you, all of this community-based service. Why is it so important for you? I'm really an, an idealist and really a, a diehard kind of optimist at heart. And mm-hmm. I believe that we should be the change that we want to see. Mm-hmm. And that if you want to have a better, a better world, or better, you have to start with the continent and then the country and mm-hmm. a state or you want a better city and community, mm-hmm. that really to do any of that, you really have to start with yourself. Right. So if you start with yourself and kind of go out, I think that the impact will be greater. Right. So I, I enjoy it. It brings fun. I think mm-hmm. that everything that any of us ever does is because we are going to, we think we'll feel better when we do it. Mm-hmm. And that's whether you, you know, whether you want to have a laundromat, whether you want to have 10 or 20 laundromats, you're going to, you think you, you want to do that because you think you'll feel better. And for me, I feel better when I'm involved in the community, when I know I'm doing something that mm-hmm. is helping a life or, or changing a life or supporting someone. It, it just feels really good. Right. I'm very, definitely very passionate very about good. all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing great work in your communities, uh-huh. and uh, it's, it's so interesting to hear about that. Um, shifting gears a little bit, um, I, I know yep. you're in contact with other, other store owners in your, in your community and probably around the country as well. What are some of the concerns, some of the bigger concerns you're hearing from other operators these days? What's on their minds? Hmm. Right. Um, I, what I'm hearing pretty consistently is it's difficult to find and retain good team members. Mm, I sure. keep hearing that. And I think it's always been a concern, but it seems as if it has increased Lately. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's certainly a perpetual uh, struggle for all attended uh, attended stores, and uh, yeah, that that certainly makes sense. Um, hey, what's your what's your favorite yeah, aspect? I think it's a, maybe I'm, something to do with the. Um, the yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Maybe a little bit to do with the the additional money that people are getting right now as well. It seems as if it's just sure. It's ongoing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I would know. I was just going to ask, what's your favorite aspect of uh, the laundromat business? You've been in it now for for quite a while. Uh, what's what do you really enjoy doing? As you, you probably could have guessed from some of the things I've already talked about, it's like the community connection that you get. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say just just having a place where where people can connect and being able to be that laundromat in a community mm-hmm. that is, that's nice and that right. draws people in and welcomes people and does more than just clean clothes. 
that's absolutely my favorite part about the business. Right, being that hub of the community, that community center that that kind of lifts up uh, lifts up the neighborhood. Yeah, I'd like to think that launch, a good laundromat can absolutely lift up the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, what do you absolutely hate doing at the laundromat? There's got to be something. <laughs> that I hate doing? Yeah. Yeah, what's your least favorite aspect of the business? My least favorite aspect is, uh, well, I would say uh, that I, that actual duty, sure. probably some of the things that, that we may have to clean, I guess, that, that's <laughs> never fun. Yeah. That's never fun to, to have to do some of that cleaning, some of the really gross stuff that happens in laundromats, but luckily yeah. it's not all the time. There you go. Okay. That's <laughs> not fair. Not all the time, but That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, uh, Yvette, do you have a, a business philosophy that guides your decisions in business and in life, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that, that you need to have fun. And that, for me, is, is a guiding principle because, like I said, I think everybody does things because they expect they're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. So if you're having fun and you're enjoying things, then it makes everything else just go so much uh, more smoothly. And so, so that, I would say, probably at the, at the top. And, you know, I've told my children, don't seek a career for how much money you're going to make, but find something that you're passionate about. So um, enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I always like to enjoy what I'm doing. And I'll say I'll continue to be in this industry as long as I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to, to seek to improve my processes all the time. Mm-hmm. I say that's a good business philosophy, philosophy of mine and life philosophy and expect to learn every day. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm sure with my team, I believe this, that if we're not growing, we're dying. Mm-hmm. So I want to always be thinking about what can we be doing different? What can we be doing better? And encourage everybody on the team to examine what they're doing and and know that just because this is how we've done it doesn't mean that that's how we need to continue to do it. If you have an idea, I want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely want to hear it. Please share it Mm -hmm. and let's analyze it. And if it works, then let's spread it around and let's do it at the other locations and and reward that person for for having that idea. So, um, yeah, I like to, to... I uh, think of myself as an inspiration magnet. <laughs> right. So I say that like I, so I, I, um, I, I feel like inspiration is drawn to me, and I feel it, and I, I look for it in all sorts of places because I, I get it from everywhere, from like young children to the older people to and everything in between. Mm-hmm. So right. um, that's a lot. Just continue to expect that you're going to learn something. Look for it. Have fun while you're doing it, and and to always try to improve. Well, that's interesting because um, your title is actually Chief Inspiration Officer at your company, isn't it? Right. Okay. And, <laughs> it is. and that's where that comes from. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Yeah, that, that I think is my job as the leader of the company right. is to, to find inspiration and, and hopefully inspire my team. And if I'm really doing well, to inspire uh people outside of my team, my community, and, mm-hmm. and have fun while I'm doing it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, in your experience, when a laundromat fails, what's the most common reason for that failure? 
mistake you've ever made in this business? Well, I think that uh, probably my biggest mistake was when I started is that I, I really wasn't dreaming big enough. Oh, that's interesting. And I wasn't. I, I started, yeah, I started 11 years ago. I never had any thought that I had more than one store. Okay. All right. Never did. It wasn't even a thought of mine. You know, I, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. I come from a family of, of hard workers, um, good people mm-hmm. who believed in getting a job and keeping a job and doing well at your job, and that's very honorable and absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I never had the thought that I should have a business and grow that business and have multiple businesses. Mm-hmm. That was not something that was instilled in me, and I, I always envy colleagues of mine who say, how many laundromats their families had for 40 years and right. you know and then they started doing this business and that business <laughs> and they had yeah such up close and personal experience i just never had that so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i just i wasn't thinking big enough mm-hmm. and if i had been thinking a little bigger i'm sure i would have um i would have done some things a little differently right right well the beginning that said, um, what advice or, or, or strategies or tips can you share with, with other owners or maybe potential investors um, today that you wish you knew 10 years ago when you were first getting into the business? Well, like I said, I would say plan big, think big, mm-hmm. dream big. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't be your own obstacle. Don't set a wall before you even mm-hmm. get started. Mm-hmm. Imagine that it could be big so dream big right i wish i'd done more of that and also i would say seek help mm-hmm. seek help and that could be in the form of mentoring it could be in the form of um coaching uh, when you look at some of the greatest like uh, lebron james for instance he's at the very top of his game this man still has a coach mm-hmm. he has personal coach personal trainer and somebody that right. who is performing at that high level mm-hmm sees the value in continuing to work on himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, right, right. And if he can do it, then how come all of us, I think all of the people that are performing at the highest level continue to invest in themselves mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that's what I would say is that plan to be big. If you think you will be in this industry, if you, even if you don't think you will think that it's possibility that you might mm-hmm. and think, if 
I have one store today, would that be two, three, four, six, ten, fifteen down the road? And if that's the case, then I may benefit from branding it the same from the beginning mm-hmm. and having that work for me and just just a more more proactive plans for right. growth. Right. Than I had. I was just, I was just so happy to have a store. I was so happy to have my first location. That, <laughs> yeah. that I thought of doing more was like, yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. I just love this place, and I, I started with such a big place. It was five thousand square foot store. So right. to start with that, mm-hmm. I had my hands very, very full from the beginning. But I, I wish I had had thought a little bigger right off the front. Right. Right. Well, that that first store is certainly a lot for everybody. You need to kind of get your feet wet and uh, and then move from there. But that's that's great advice. Where, where do you turn to for advice? Where do you where do you get help? Who who are your coaches? Well, I I, I read a lot. I would say that's probably where I turn to for most of mm-hmm. my my business's advice is books. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to read. I'm I'm a big believer that you know everything's probably been done before in some way, shape, form, or fashion, mm-hmm. and there's no need to recreate the will. So. You know, I'm I'm reading constantly. I read all the time. So, you know, I talked about routines, and I spend some time every day reading something and probably mm-hmm. some self-help type mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. personal, because I believe if you want to have a successful business, you probably first need to start with yourself and making sure that everything is okay inside. So right. five books from, like, John Maxwell, Tim Ferriss, um, mm-hmm. Peter Drucker, of course, um, uh Gosh, Jocko Willett, the Extreme Ownership book. Um, one of my my newer favorite ones. I think she's really funny. Jen Sincero with the You Are a Badass book. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just read. I read a lot. There's there's so much good information out there, and so many smart people who've written some really helpful things. And um, mm-hmm. so so that's what I like to do. I, I spend some time every morning. I get up and I get my exercise in, and while I'm on my elliptical i'm reading okay so i spend that time and it's going to be every single day and that that is really helpful so i get lots of ideas and mm-hmm. and then i you know i'm, I'm on the cla forum mm-hmm. i read and and get information from operators there and um just everywhere i think that when your eyes are open you're going to find something probably everywhere if i go into another store and i'm mm-hmm. seeing something that looks really cool there even if it has nothing to do with laundromats right um Mm-hmm. thinking about how I can incorporate that in my own business. Right, so. right. Looking at it through the laundromat uh, scope, so to speak. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Do you, exactly. Do you have uh, a top book or two that you'd like to recommend right now to other owners? Um, probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. um, might be Tim Ferriss' A Tool to Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that book. That mm-hmm. book has so much information in there, and you know, I challenge you to read that and not get something really, really good out of it. Perfect. Um, another one that I really like. This is by Lynn Twist, uh, "The Soul of Money." Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that book. She has such a unique way at looking at at life, and I read that book, and it it really changed the way that I thought about money. Wonderful. Great. So, Great, great advice. Last one for you, Yvette, and I really appreciate your time today. I know you're super busy, and uh, and this has been uh, a real joy for me to uh, to chat with you. But what just what are your laundry business goals for uh, for the rest of this year? 
What are your goals? What do you want to uh, accomplish? Um, well, 2021 is here, and we are already almost in the third mm -hmm. month of it. So yes. I, I yes. guess I really need to be cracking. Because <laughs> it's going to be 2022 soon, so I'll say uh, one of my, my main goals in 2021 is to have fun. I really want to continue to enjoy this. I think that by having fun, people see when you're having fun, and, and it makes them enjoy what they're doing. So I want to keep having fun in laundromat industry and laundromat business, and uh, also we just we just got a new location there recently, mm -hmm. so I'm excited about that. Right. I will be retooling a new store, so mm -hmm. uh, one of my big goals is to have that retool complete, up and running, and kicking butt very soon. Perfect. I think that's a great way to end it <clears throat> right there. Thank you again so much for your time. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at www.planetlaundry.com slash subscribe and follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.